0: Hello and welcome to another happy pod, the only podcast in the whole fucking world. My name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by Lawrence Thomas Heisey. Hello, how are you, <sighs> good sir Haha, <laughs> no one cares, Lawrence. No, you're um, really not weird. Tell you us can't what the fuck this show is all about. This is the show it's where It's eight to- o'clock in the fucking morning, Lawrence. <laughs> tell us <laughs> this what this is- show is about. This is the show where two early rising boys uh, talk about movies, TV shows, and pop culture things, um, and we try our hardest to not be negative Nellies about the whole situation. We avoid the toxic nonsense that you so often see, and we try and have a fantasy dozy time while we do so. I'm sorry I woke you up at this point. That's okay, you didn't mention the word discourse this week. Um, did I, I? thought I did say discourse. You did not, which is interesting because I was going to bring up the fact that I don't think you know what discourse means because you often use the word wrong. Um, but, what do I? What, what do I? How do I say it? And what does it mean? Well, you would. Wrong? You would usually say we avoid all the toxic nonsense in the discourse or whatever. But the discourse is the toxic nonsense. Uh, I. I. I think I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I didn't say it today, so you, you can't make that point against me. No, but I'm criticising you anyway, which is often what happens on this show. It's true. It's and true. off this show, because you did a podcast this week. Do you want to talk about that briefly? I did, so I went on the Fundamentals podcast. It's out now if you want to listen to it. I'm not on it, so feel free to not listen to it. But <laughs> No, you, you're guesting on it soon, I'm pretty sure. Today. I'm recording three fucking podcasts today. Oh sorry, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's really nasty of me. <laughs> yeah. Um no, Harley had me on. Um great host. Um What is it, Lawrence? Tell us all about it. It's it's a show uh, where kind of he brings on people. It's a it's a guest of the week show uh, where Harley is a, who is a fantastic interviewer brings people on to talk about their passions or something that their knowledge about like a specific field or something. Um and he's a very good listener and he's very keen to learn about stuff. Um, so I was on, I spoke about video editing. So basically you can go listen to a man moan about his job for two hours. And uh, I noticed at one point as well, because I did listen to it. He also had the chance to just get a little pretentious without me to wind you back in immediately. So, so that was fun to listen to. <laughs> listen, I was, I was speaking from the heart, Nathan, and I won't apologise. You never do. You also, speaking of you getting pretentious, you also did a video, did you not? Well, plug I did it. Are we up, up top yeah. this week? <laughs> yeah, for right. a man, for it for it being eight a.m. You're very, you're being very like generous with your time to promote me this week. I'm nothing if not a professional. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I did a video. I'm I made my grand YouTube return. Um, cause and I'll tell you why you, you, you joked cause it was on After Sun, and obviously we did our podcast on it and you joked on Twitter, this was going to be a direct attack on you. It was, but... and I did watch it and I disagreed with like every single point, but <laughs> look, but it wasn't aimed at you, but a behind the scenes thing is since, cause on that podcast, I wanted to defend it better and I, and I couldn't, and I couldn't think of what to say. And it'd been like, I've been doing the washing up. I've been hoovering the house since just being like, I should have said that. It, would, it wouldn't have helped your cause at all. No, not not with you potentially, but like I wanted to give it the defense it deserved, and I don't think I did on the podcast, so that's why I made the video. But it wasn't a, an attack at you. I'd argue it doesn't deserve a defense at all, but hey, <laughs> that is just me. So there's a couple of things you can check out. Um, the Fundamentals podcast, um, previous notable guests include... Matt Stewart from Do Go On Fame, who is uh, a lot more famous and a lot more fun than Lawrence. So listen to that one as well, <laughs> if you want. And I will be on it um, in the next few weeks, I imagine. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that too. To be honest, Lawrence, this is all in in the place of um, the lack of question. Because that, that is dead now, I think. Yes, it is dead in the world. Okay, walls, so, so it is officially dead. We have Confirmation and um, yes. lawrence killed it it had been dying a slow painful death for a few months though <laughs> arguably because yeah. lawrence would never think of a question and then like 30 seconds before we record he'd go oh i didn't think of a question i was of one now all right yeah i'm good it- to go and then he'll be like um so if the main character in this movie was your dad how would you feel <laughs> and that was fun for everyone so, um, so, so, what are we doing, Lawrence? Where are we? Let's just go straight into the topic. We're talking about Interstellar. Um, Your we don't we don't do like a week by week thing, but this this was something you suggested and you chose to do. Yes, um, I I chose to do this movie. Speaking of which, after we did After Sun, because I feel like um, that episode and you painted me as a. <laughs> As someone who only enjoys popcorn movies and doesn't enjoy something more, for lack of a better term, critically acclaimed or something more, you know, thought provoking and stuff, which is not true. I do enjoy these movies. Um, So I wanted to do something like that and something that is actually, spoiler alert, good. I look, it's it's science fiction I like science fiction I like most of the people in this movie we will talk specifically about cast and some jump <laughs> scares that pop up because of it, but yeah. hey I, I like the most of it Um, it's it's well made, it looks fucking stunning, Nolan, you know he goes overboard at, at some points, I'd argue he does a lot of stuff that is frankly fucking unnecessary but you know, he does a good job and it looks great Um, fucking, this is a funny little robot, which makes no sense logistically, but I like it. It, It's, it's good, man. It's good. I like it. Out of all of Chris Nolan's movies, this is my favourite, first of all, out of all his movies. And, um, second of all, out of all of his movies, I feel like this is the one where he hates women the less. So, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the least amount of women hating. I pulled out my Nolan bingo card for this oh, yeah. episode, um, of which there are three uh, main things to hit. Now, this movie ticked two of them and missed the one. So the one it missed was uh, terrible uh, female character writing. Yes. Because Jessica Chastain and Anne Hathaway both have very, very interesting roles in this. I'd argue more Jessica Chastain. Yes, I, I, would, I, I would argue it could be better, but for Nolan, it's not that bad. Yeah, for, for Nolan... <laughs> well done, Nolan. Yeah. This is this is this is this is good stuff for you. Um, the other ones it hits uh, are having to drastically adjust my TV volume depending on set piece versus dialogue sequence. Uh, usually, I agree, but I I have a better TV with a, a good sound system now. So for me, it was fine. that's true. It was it was it was quite it's been eradicated from your bingo card. It? <laughs> it was it was quite. Um there's no other word to describe it, of an epic at certain points. Um, so, so, yeah. There are certain moments in this movie where just like, you know, the hairs on my arms are on edge because of sequences, which we will discuss. Yeah. Even with a good sound system, sound mixing is still not great at some points in this movie. There's, there's no. still... Just dialogue that you cannot hear. Just for, for seemingly no reason while a man just goes fucking insane on an organ. But, <laughs> hey, I like that organ, though, man. So so. He always gets away with it because his organs are just damn fucking good. That little fucking German man. He loves his organ. He does. Sorry, referring to Hans Zimmer as just that little German That's man. Who he is. That little German man. He loves his organ. He does. Uh, the second uh, bingo card, it came a little bit later in the movie, uh, mainly in the, like, Cooper preparing for his mission. I think that's about half hour in or so. Mm. Um, was um, the conversation pausing so that they could go to a different corridor and then pick up the exact same conversation again. You know how Nolan does that in his dialogue sequences? It's rife in Tenet. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never, I've never thought about that. But now that I'm... Yeah. they'll They'll walk through a place and then they'll be like... So here's this, and it's always Michael Caine as well. So here's yep. this thing. This is how it works, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then it just cuts to them still explaining that they they've seemingly moved quite far, but the conversation is no further along. Somehow, um, yeah, I know exactly what you're referring to, actually. And because it's so like scientific jargon, it's so specific that it has, it just almost implies that they have to have just stood in, walked in silence for five minutes. Like they could have eaten a full meal. At a (laughs) restaurant or something, and then then they're back at their office or whatever. In that time, and they're still on the exact same point. So yeah, yeah, I like it. Look, don't get me wrong, because I I like it because it gives a it it spices up the visuals. I don't want to see two people chat in a room for forever, especially when they're talking about shit that I don't like fucking understand. And the film knows I'm probably not gonna understand. And there's a lot of stuff that I I feel like that that's another point on your fucking Nolan bingo card, fucking. High concept technical stuff that you can't uh, understand. Um, so you got to go back in time and kill this man's wife, but the wife's actually not been born yet. So that when the wife gets the Jesus yeah. Christ, yeah, there's there's a lot of that. Um, and sometimes it works. Sometimes you know the it's the movie provides you with a good enough story and good enough characters that it doesn't really matter if you don't understand the science aspects of it and sometimes yeah. it's tenet so there we go <laughs> yeah watching this i was kind of evaluating my stance on tenet because i while i like it and i think it's like brilliantly directed it just i can't there are so much more about it. a literal note i have and i think you've kind of said it as well just then is what's so more what's so much more interesting to me is like the set pieces and the characters and the music mm-hmm. and what's going on I don't care if they're going through the wormhole, around the wormhole, whatever. I don't give a fuck. My favorite part of Tenet um, was that sequence where it was, you know, the fucking, um, the is it was it a fire truck like a fire truck heist sequence on the road? Yes. Um, that that was that whole set piece was my favorite part of the movie because it wasn't over-explaining shit and it wasn't just ramming this weird technical stuff down your face. Um, And and in that movie, there was no compelling story or characters to cling on to. It was Mm. just boring shit. um, The world's going to end unless we go back in time and not world end it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, But this movie, you you do get those great thrilling sequences and and we will discuss them because there are some which are really, truly just jaw-dropping and amazing to watch. Um yeah. but but you know but then you also have really, really good character moments and really just heartbreaking scenes uh, mm. throughout it as well. So it's I'm not just like, oh that was cool, but nothing else about it. There's there's depth and and to this stuff and and stuff that uh you can connect with. The whole movie, I think where this movie really fucking shines is like depending on who you ask, it can be pessimistic or optimistic. Like, and it ties into the Murphy's Law, like, the whole, like, you know, if things can happen, they will happen. But that doesn't always apply to bad things. Like, in this movie, they have really shitty luck. And then they have really fucking obs- exceptionally, like, incredible luck. Yeah. Like, so it's like, good comes with the bad. And I think that's, like, yeah, it's just it's just a really, really interesting um kind of way to put it. But, yeah, I, I, this is, how does it, like, how did it leave you feeling? Like, bittersweet or, like... I don't know, where were you at with it at kind of towards the end? Or, well, like, the end of the movie? Yeah, not to, like, jump ahead, but just to, like, sum up how you feel overall about, like, what it was doing and saying. I, I feel quite happy about the end yeah. of the movie. It seems... It it doesn't... It's not a sad ending to me. It's not a... ah sort of thing. It's it's the promise of something new. It's... Mm. It's, it's different. It's, you know, it's not, like, a... Oh, wasn't that sweet? It's uh, I don't know. It's it's the promise of um, a, a, a different life, I guess. I don't know. I'm struggling to find the words, but there's there's no part of that ending where where I feel sad. I don't think it's a sad ending in any yeah. way. Um, yes, of course, it's fucking heartbreaking, and you know, obviously terrible that that he didn't get to spend his life with his daughter. And now she's older than him and has her own family and that sort of stuff. But even now, you know, Murph had a good life for the most part. She had, she has all her family with her. He's just not a part of it in, yeah, in that sequence. And I think that's okay. They're they're at literally fucking different points of their lives. So like, yeah, I'm okay. With I don't, yeah. It, it reads to me as it's kind of like, if, for me, it's bittersweet because it's like everyone won, but he kind of lost, even though he arguably sacrificed the most. Um and I'd obviously like Murph, not through choice, but ended up sacrificing a large kind of portion of her childhood to his actions. I don't. Know, there's like there's something. It's it's interesting that she's content and he's maybe not. And he even says like like he's not he's not not content because he's obviously happy that he's like alive and he's doing his lifelong dream of being a pilot and being a an national and everything else. And he has the means to do that. He's he's not content with just sitting on a space station and pretending everything's fine and this is his life now. He's not content yeah. with that, but he's, you know, he's not going to fucking kill himself or whatever. He's happy that he's got kind of like a purpose rather than just endlessly farming. Well, he's he's going to fucking go find Dan Hathaway and and live on that colony or whatever, so strange. All right, let's yeah, cuz we maybe we did jump ahead a little bit. Um, Absolutely. Uh where, where where do you want to go with this? Do you want to talk about characters? Do you want to talk about what uh, let's talk about cast. Okay, <laughs> okay, get going. Get get what you want to get out. What <laughs> oh. the jump scare? Tethered Grace is a jump scare for me. Um, okay, because Tethered Grace is. Um, do Do you remember that meme that, that went on? It was It was like mm, not necessarily a meme so much as a tweet, but like I think it was saying something to the effect of like there are certain actors who uh, just like cannot appear in like you know like periods movies and stuff because like yeah, you're because like Michael Sarah, for example, is someone you cannot te- buy in a period piece because you look at them and you just think, oh, you know what an iPhone looks like like yeah I don't, I don't buy you <laughs> as this as this fucking I don't know medieval fucking person or whatever yeah Topher Grace for me is that but in everything like I don't buy him in anything Topher Grace whenever Topher Grace shows up I'm like oh it's actor Topher Grace from that 70s show in Spider-Man 3 like every single no matter what he's in it's oh it's Topher Grace okay this is a movie that I'm watching have you have you seen um you seen Black Klansman Uh, I have seen Black Klansman yes he played David Duke He's 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 like obviously he's playing a terrible person but he's yes. good in that. He' a little too good, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he is good in that, but he's still tough for grace. Like he can <sighs> he can do a good performance. Like I think he, I'd argue he's good in this for Ooh. for what he doesn't do much, but he's he does what he needs to do. But he's still tough for grace. Like there's no okay. there's no solution to this. There's no fix. Like he can give an Oscar winning performance. But he'll still be Topher Grace, and and it's and it's good, and he's believably playing another character, so it's not knocking his acting ability. But he will forever take you out because you'll go, "That's Topher Grace." That's Topher Grace. He knows what okay. an iPhone looks like. He knows what the set of that seventies show looks like because he was on that seventies show and he played Venom that one time. <laughs> That's true. He did. He definitely did do that. Yeah, I thought your jump scare was gonna be um, Matt Damon. No, no. Casey? Um, affleck yeah i thought it was going to be casey affleck yeah that's not so much of a jump scare terrible person but it's whatever yeah it was was a bit scary though <laughs> I, just, I didn't like the u-turn of go, him going from uh timothy chalamet to being casey was that affleck. timothy chalamet yeah yeah young <laughs> but what about the flat tire Oh, it's Timothy Chalamet. Oh, so it was, yeah. Yeah, little dude. Well, he was, obviously, it was, like, almost ten years ago now, wasn't it? Nine years ago, the film, so. Yeah, Jesus Christ, wow. Yeah. I don't know if that was, like, his first role in anything, but he's 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 fun. He's very fun for, like, what little he has to do. The best thing I've seen Timothy Chalamet in, um, as, in like, the best performance from Timothy Chalamet, is, um... Oh, what was that movie called? That, like, um... Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio, the world is ended movie. Oh, is it um it's like the world is ending, we got like four days and everyone's like, All right, yeah, cool. Like, is like no Jonah Hill walks around in the White House and it's like, Don't blow up the world or something. Yes, yes. Jonah Hill's like the president's assistant or some shit. Don't look up. Don't look up, yes, that's it. I think it's a Netflix movie. It's good, I enjoyed it. Um yeah. but but yeah, that's that's the best uh Timothy Chalamet for me. I don't, think, I don't think I've actually seen him in much. I've seen him in he's have you seen Ladybird? He's quite good in that. Uh I have seen Ladybird, yes. He's good yeah. in Ladybird. Who else we got? We got um I've got I've got a note here that says Michael Caine is always in these and I don't believe he understands a single thing he's saying. No, never. No. It's, again, talk about actors that that take you out of it. Michael Caine is is Michael Caine is just is another one for you know the Card. It's just the obligatory Michael Caine. Okay. Yeah, and it's and it's always he's always in a role where he just understands stuff that's like above his station, yeah. And he'll talk to you in riddles as well, yeah. He'll talk in like weird metaphors and stories and riddles about stuff. So you'll ask him a question, and it'll be like, I knew a bloke who was, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the message of the story you always have to do the thing, and then at the end. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, because obviously we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, he'll come back and he'll be like, "The Joker is still going crazy." And he's like, "Remember that story I told you? Like, yeah, we all do. It was very clearly the metaphor for the entire movie's plot. We understood it." <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. So oh, that's another Nolanism. So I'll, I, that's the that's the fourth to my bingo card. We'll summarize it as um, Michael Caine wanking on the page. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, because no, because we've said this before. And again, if you're new here, we have a we have an expression. Where writers just like to cut loose, we call it wanking on the page. Do I've never come across that phrase before? Have we say No, that? we we say it. We say it plenty of time. Yeah, we we've said it in that exact context of Michael Caine just chatting a load of shit. And it's and it's just a case of you basically you write a fun story to show that you're a good writer, which I would argue uh, Christopher Nolan maybe isn't. Who else is in this? we got Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway um, does a, a good job. I enjoy Anne Hathaway in a lot of movies. She's sporting her... I recently cut all my hair off for of Fontaine and <laughs> Les Mis haircut. Um, <laughs> yes, she is, yeah. <laughs> which is good to see. Um, yeah, she's good. She she does a good job. A li- I feel like a little disserviced by the writing at some points throughout mm. the movie. She's... Um, not entirely, but she—it's it, a bit of a shame that she's like. Oh, I love this man. Let me go see him at certain points. Yeah, and it's—I—I I understand. It's, that's the one thing I've always said about this movie. Like, I understand that like the lo- the love aspect does come back around. Yes, and it becomes a point in the movie where you kind of see that Anne Hathaway had a point. Yes, but let's not pretend in the moment for her character it was anything other than. A quick excuse because she wanted to see the person she was in love with. She wanted to see her man's yes, yeah, who she Which hadn't was... seen for ten years at that point. Move on, girl. You know. Yeah, um, come on, man. Um, I, I I do I do like that scene though. I like the moment where she she tells um, Coop um, McConaughey that um, you know, well, fine then we'll we'll go see Matt Damon. Um, but fucking hell, if if, if this goes tits up, then fuck, fuck you, Gun, because we gotta choose between going home or going to the only planet we have left. So better make yeah. the choice, dickhead. Be objective. It's, it's a it's a very good scene. <laughs> I just think it's a shame that it's presented to us as wistful, like wistful, tearful Anne Hathaway going. But I, but love it can't be measured. It's unquantifiable. And then Matthew McConaughey's like, "Well, I'm the man of the mission, so I'm gonna tell you that you're being too emotional." Yeah. And I was just like, it could have been packaged in a like if, if it wouldn't have been as like kind of patronising. I don't think if if it was delivered in a in a better package. Do Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um. But no, very very interesting. I I I quite enjoy how love is used, like, throughout this. it. Don't, I don't think it's happening. <laughs> I don't think it's quite necessarily accurate, or, like, I'm sure scientists out there... You might no. know about this. Is there scientists out there that lose their fucking mind over this? No. Um, famous movie ruiner, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's oh, just, what like... a loser. Just an absolute fucking... Just fucking nerd of a fucking... But like nerd in a bad way. Like, uh, um, actually, uh, like yeah. just, just fuck off, you cunt. Um, like he, he likes this movie. He thinks for the most part the science is like spot on, pretty fucking bang on and accurate. Um, okay. Um, obviously there's some stuff which is science fiction. Um, but for for the for the actual real stuff, it's it's up there. Yeah. How do people get that kind of like? Information like how does because Chris Nolan's not a fucking scientist? No, from what I understand, um, it's, it's a lot of consulting with like professors and natural scientists and yeah, and people like Neil deGrasse Tyson and that sort of shit. Who actually, <laughs> maybe that's why, maybe he got a bag out of it and was like, yeah. it's the one movie I won't <laughs> be picked to death on Twitter. It may be, maybe, um, yeah, yeah, and, and the science stuff works for the most part. I feel like for the scene where. The the dude is explaining the wormhole with, like, the piece of paper. I feel like that's something that's, like, picked on unfairly, I think. Like, people are always saying, oh, you know, the, the interstellar fucking explanation scene, like... But yeah, but it works. It works because it's a simple explanation. I don't need it over-explained. I need yeah. to understand a black hole to the point where I'm just a, a guy on his sofa watching the film. A wormhole, Lawrence. A black hole is something different. I, I apologise. Yes. <laughs> in that case, then, it was dog shit and I didn't understand it. <laughs> no, if I can, it, it's, it's so effective <laughs> that Marvel just straight up stole it. Did they? Yeah, they did. I'm pretty sure Natalie Portman did the same thing. She was like, Interstellar explains this really well and just did the folded paper thing. In what movie? I'm fairly certain it's Because in... Thor came out in twenty eleven and Thor two came out in twenty thirteen and this movie came out in twenty fourteen. And I raise you that and say that Thor four came out the other day. <laughs> Alright. But she <laughs> She does she does it. She does it in, in the thing. Thor-, in Thor four? Yeah, she's she's getting her chemo and the guy comes over and he's like hey, are you Jane? And she's like, yeah, I am. And he's like, wow, I like your theory on wormholes. And she's like, thanks, it's interstellar. And it does the interstellar thing. You can squint. It's right. I'm right. It happens. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I haven't seen Thor 4 in a while, so. I don't know. I <laughs> it came remember. out this year or like just last year? It came out last year. For a start. Okay, late last year. It came year. out like a year ago. It came out in July last year. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. It I mean, happens, I, okay? I didn't watch it until like November or whatever. But. Okay, right. So it's so late last year for you then. But I I I can't remember. It was a very forgettable movie. It, to be fair, it is, it is very forgettable. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, who else is here? So um, Jessica Chastain um, Jessica and Chastain. also uh, Mackenzie Foy playing young Murphy. She's the CGI baby from Twilight. She's not the CGI baby. Well, no, she is. She. But like the baby was someone else. But they did like a CGI render of her as like a twenty-year-old or something. Yeah. Very creepy stuff. But she's here yeah. and she's a real person. Yeah, she's not being fucking groomed by Jacob or whatever, so that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's escaped that. <laughs> yeah. Um yes, yes. Um Jessica Chastain good, Mackenzie Foy good, no complaints there. We are this movie is, is well and truly in the Maconnaissance as it was called. Um mm, yeah. Because you have Matthew McConaughey just just slutting it up everywhere he goes like right the thing about McConaughey is is good he's good but I for us I am not buying for a second that this man is 33. do you know I think he looks like about about 33 not a chance mate four is at least man. Do you think? Yes. I, he's i not... trim. He, yeah, he's a bit. He's a bit. But like in the context of the movie, he's a bit weather beaten. But... He's like supposed to be like three years older than I currently am. Yeah, and I know what you. I know what you're saying, but I feel like in the context of the movie, like because everyone else around him is like Jessica Chastain looks about thirty four ish when she says she is. Jessica Chastain, I can buy at that age. Um, McConaughey, no. Probably because he's not, because, like, he's, like, like I don't know, he's, like, 50-something now, and this was 10 years ago, so he would have been, like, 40-something when he Yeah, it. but like, I don't think it, like, it never pulled me out. I was never, like, you're laughably not that. It's not like when someone that's obviously, in, like, in their 60s is, like, I'm a 45-year-old bloke. No, it, it's not. That's obvious. It's not that, and it's not, you know, the... The other way of that, the like fucking forty-two-year-old playing a seventeen-year-old in like a fucking <laughs> Vampire Diaries or whatever. I've got my Letterman jacket on, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 not that, but he's not thirty-three. Is all I'm saying. But he's good That's otherwise. Fair. He's good. Um, he's the only southern person in his family, which is weird. Like his, it's they just let him do that, didn't they? Yeah. they just... <laughs> like he's got this very standard like i don't know midwestern family they've all just got very standard american accents and then there's just the most fucking like Texan cunt you've ever seen. Just cunt. you might as well as you might as well be wearing a cowboy hats and fucking and boots and what well, those uh, fucking spurs on his cowboy boots and everything. Like, you as well, just, just in like a Stetson and everything, just yeah. running around. They, right, they, all right, all right. they they southern him up more as well because they're like he's calling the robot like slick and everything. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> that's it's like, the come way, on, That's the way it is, slick. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Um he's he's good. This this was in his this was in his either I'm about to win an Oscar or I've just won an Oscar era. I think he well. won I think he won one the, the year it came out for um um Jared Leto it, plays a trans woman or whatever. Oh yeah, Dallas Buyers Club, yeah. He's yeah. he's yeah, Jared Leto aside, he's very good in that. Um yeah. Matthew McConaughey, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did he, yeah, win, I, did he win an Oscar for um Wall Street as well, when he was in the movie for like two seconds? No, I don't think he won an Oscar for it. I feel like there might have been some fuckery with him. I remember some controversy about him even being in the discussion. So maybe he was nominated? I just... Uh, th- that scene did irreparable fucking damage to, like, recruiters just having... That movie is- did irreparable fucking damage <laughs> to just, like... Finance bros <laughs> and you yeah. just that movie is the very reason you have all these fucking grifter cunts on fucking TikTok being like, yeah, so like you don't want to sleep, and like I wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm on the stock markets, bro. Like fuck off you cunt. And fuck Jordan Belfort, fuck that prick. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a completely irredeemable scammer. <laughs> just an absolute fucking cunt of a man. And everyone was like, Well, he's such a good seller. No, he's not, he's a liar. Yeah. He's just a good liar. Oh <laughs> crap. Yeah, what a prick indeed. Um, anyway, uh, who, who we must—I don't want to miss anyone on the cast. Who else, we, like, like notable people? Oh yes, 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 yes. Where was he in? He's in other shit, isn't he? He's in everything. He's John Lithgow. He was famously um, the the cranky old mayor in Footloose, who didn't want anyone dancing. That's he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he played a good part in. Um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He was James Franco's dad, I think. That yes. Now yeah, that's and he where had, I had, had Alzheimer's or whatever. Yeah, and he was like, "I love this monkey." He <laughs> He was like that. Yeah, at one point. Yeah. David Oyelowo was in it for a second. He was the school teacher, and he was at our graduation, so we know him because of that. We do know him, and he, therefore, we're part of this movie. Yes, yes, we're we're friends with this movie. Um, <laughs> who voices Tars? I feel like it's a distinctive voice. Uh, Tars is Bill Owen, and I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Oh, fucking evil space Matt Damon. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, we got Matt Damon, and okay, so I think I may have brought up this specific point on this podcast before talking about another movie. Um, but I always remember watching this movie in the cinema, and when we're at the point where we're on Matt Damon's world, and him and fucking Matthew McConaughey are just taking a little stroll about the planet. He's telling them about the world. It's like, oh, it's, you know, it's 60 hours in the day, 60 hours of the night. It's pretty cool, but we like it here or whatever. And I'm like, this is nice. You know, it's nice and refreshing to watch a movie where there's no villain. No one's trying to <laughs> kill anyone. And there's no struggle or anything. And it's just, it's quite refreshing and enjoyable. I'm having a good time. Um... But obviously, no. I that cannot fucking possibly be allowed to happen. No. And then we just get two nerds having the just most fucking nerdiest struggle fight of all time. Just two men who have never been in a fight in their lives, just suddenly thrashing at each other. It's very, it's very reminiscent of um. We talked about Sunday, um. Sunday, sorry. We talked with Sunday about sunshine. Oh yes. What a weird way to refer to him, Sunday. Big Sunday. <laughs> James. He refers to himself as Sunday. S- Sun- Mr. Mi- Sunday, but not just Sunday. No, we've, we've, <laughs> I know him, Nathan. We've dropped the formality. I said to him, I said, Mr. Sunday, hello. And he went, please, Sunday's fine. No, but we, it, it is reminiscent of the, the Sunshine 2 nerds just fight each other. And they've never been in a fight. And it's painfully obvious because they're both yeah. just flailing about. Because they're both just nerds. Yeah. Um, yeah um, that's true. I did... Uh, let, let's let's get into some actual stuff. Um, what, well, well, what, what do you think of Doctor Man and the very subtle name that they gave him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Nolan doesn't know how to name anyone. um I, I I read a I read a thing online ages ago that said Dom Cobb sounds like a salad, <laughs> which I quite enjoy. <laughs> Dom Cobb. Dom Cobb. That's his Who name. F- Who the, um... fucks that? that's uh, that's leo in um in, in, in oh in, in inception in i in i hate my wife the movie yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> okay.
0: divorce sucks uh, the movie yeah yeah divorce sucks in my dreams <laughs> um but yeah, so it's yeah he's he's fine i i like it is a drastic sudden turn and it also is very like not to keep going on on sunshine it is very. Similar in terms of nature, the 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 captain of the previous expedition into space turns evil. Yeah, but he's not a weird sunshine man. No, he's not a weird sunshine man. But the nature of it is similar. Like, it, yeah, he's for the entire movie, everyone's been like, he's a hero, he's the best man I knew, and I yeah. and I was and I was like, well, he's clearly then he's obviously terrible because yeah, you keep blowing smoke up his ass, so you're gonna need to surprise me with something. He's Doctor Man, Lawrence. I don't know if you understand <laughs> what they did there. So he is man kind and he is the best of us but really he's bad he's a naughty boy (laughs) he's a coward um he has a great line that says don't judge me you were never tested like i was no man has ever been maybe not in this scenario but like how long has he been there yeah lonely people exist how long has he been there because like from his perspective because like um they go to the water world and because of, like, relativity and all that shit, it turns out, like, the person on Dr. Man's crew who got there died, like, an hour ago. They was on that planet for, like, a few hours at the most. And I know that planet was closer to the Black Hole, so relativity was more intense. Yeah. But it can't have been that long for Dr. Man. No, but he did. He So he, I think you're led to presume it. He says, like... There's loads of lines where you it's implied that he's just been there for fucking years in isolation. Because he says, like, pray you never have to learn how good it is to see someone's face. He says, last time I went to sleep... The, the last... The most recent time I went to sleep, I didn't even set up a wake-up date. Yeah. And, like, so I feel like... And that's obviously implied that he's done the long sleep for other times. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, I feel like... Because it... I don't know if the film, like, makes a case for it. Or, like, if it checks out science-wise. Because I'm not a fucking scientist. But mm. in the mission, they actually they actually did fuck off forty years ago, right? No, ten. Was it ten years ago? It was from. Where like, was the forty thing? Then? From is it was ten years ago from fucking Thingy's perspective. From like from when McConaughey and and um and and the crew left Earth, it's ten years ago from their perspective. Uh, but Murph is thirty when this is going on. Yes, but then. Because of the fuck up on that planet, which I want to talk about, um, yeah. the because they they spent twenty years in Earth time on that planet, which was like fucking an hour for them, but it was it was about All twenty right. years. So you got about so that's thirty years there. Fucking hell. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Chris Nolan, man, how do you fucking start writing something like this? And that's not a compliment. I like um, I like. There's stuff about relativity really interests me. I like relativity and 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 how that stuff works i don't know why Are you a bit of a space nerd i am a bit of a space nerd yeah i like i like space and this sort yeah. of stuff don't get me wrong i don't understand it and it also fucking terrifies me and and and, and i really re- the concept of oh okay <laughs> I, I fucking I- there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care I love space and and everything in the fucking, the galaxy and the universe, but I also fucking hate it at the same yeah. time because like, let me just go off for a minute, because like the universe is supposedly infinite. Okay. It's, it's infinite. Okay. But I cannot wrap my head around the concept of infinity, infin infinity in, in whatever. I, it makes no sense to me. It, it, like, quantifiably, that does not make sense. Like, how can there be no end to it? But it's also it like just that's beyond on? human comprehension. You can't but comprehend it. Exactly. The, it it does not make sense to me. The fact that it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and there's no physical end to it. But what's beyond it? Nothing. But... <laughs> was <laughs> it, it, Neil deGrasse Tyson when the you need fact it? that there's no end to it? I don't like it. I don't like it, and I struggle to wrap my head around that concept. And I struggle to wrap my head around a lot of space concepts. Um, what well, I was I was going to say because finding out that you're a bit of a space nerd um, to a degree, it, and one of other your other passion, uh, your, your two interests that I found out you had through doing this podcast, despite knowing you years prior to starting this podcast with you. Um, is that you're you're a fan of the Titanic you're quite invested in that. I love um, the Titanic that being a sinking ship and now obviously I'm finding out that you have an interest in space. So when Matthew McConaughey was piloting his fucking spaceship on yeah. a big wave, yeah <laughs> were you just were, were you just cheering? What was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, really. what are they doing? Is a ship on the? ship? <laughs> Not really. No, I do enjoy. Your, like there are some, there are some space sequences in this movie which do fucking blow my mind and make my jaw drop because you yeah. know visually and just very impressive, very impressive. Um, the the whole the whole water planet sequence is is very, very impressive. Not because of the wave or any shit like that, just the the idea of it. The idea that because this planet is so close to Gargantua, the black hole, that just time is completely fucked here. Like, even the fact that the wave that they just missed was the one that just took out the previous fucking... Yeah. Like, fucking, they they missed it by like 10 minutes. And, And that was 10 years. That was fucking 10 years ago that yeah. this person left and f- for them it's a matter of fucking minutes and there's that whole thing like um on on during that sequence there's like a ticking noise in the background and every tick is like one day on earth mm. and and that's what's going on and, it's, Mate, and it's, Han, Han, if Hans Zimmer didn't win a fucking like like an oscar for this this is it's insane uh i don't know if he did actually but but. The score for this, this had to have picked up something because the score for this, <laughs> and and it, it's, it's something that he doesn't just, I know I interrupted you just quickly on this tangent and then you can feel free to carry on. The um, Hans Zimmer does this kind of thing where he, like he did it in Dunkirk as well, mm-hmm. um, where he like, he, he actually recorded Christopher Nolan's actual watch ticking and played it in the background of his scores so that even when there was quiet music, you could just constantly hear it. Yeah, and it's like it's like anxiety. The fucking score. Uh, th- that that's what this entire sequence is. You, yeah, you have the same sort of thing going on. You do have the ticking in the background during this entire sequence because th- this whole sequence is it's the biggest fucking risk they can take, especially for mm. McConaughey, you know, who wants to get back for his kids. Like this is this is costing them big time. Okay. Yeah. But it's something they need to do. Um. And time is a resource and all of like that. Yeah. And and they fuck up. Um, and because of that, they fucking waste twenty years basically, um, which is mad, mad. Um, what was it going to say? The shot, the, the shot where they come back on, and he's like, it opens, and the the guy, the other astronauts there. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But I just want to okay. say while we're, while we're still on the planet, um, one thing one thing I don't necessarily like with that sequence though is they like. <laughs> They get back on the spaceship. The waves just passed them. They get back on the spaceship. The engines are flooded. That guy is dead. Him and, uh, and halfway having a bit of a blow or whatever. That sounds wrong. A bit of an argument. Fucking (laughs) Uh, (laughs) hell. A bit of an argument. Um, and, and yeah, whatever. And then he, and then they're like, Tars or whatever says like, oh, engines are flooded like 45 minutes to an hour. This is going to take us like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, so sit tight, i sticking away on earth, fucking years are passing or whatever. And Coop is obviously like, fuck, argh, I'm angry. Um, this, is, this is costing us time. 45 minutes to an hour, they say. And then mm-hmm. they talk for about five minutes. And, it, and at no point during that sequence are you led to believe that there is any kind of jump or does it cut in any way. They just have a conversation for about five minutes. And then they see the wave and they're like, Tars, how long we got left? It's like, oh, a minute. I'm like, what? <laughs> I know time's weird, but what <laughs> I, I raise you two things. One, it's a movie, two, time is relative, I guess. Not no, but it's <laughs> it's relative it's relative to them, not on the spaceship. That no I know, I know, I know. Look, yeah, I get it. But if you wanted to sit there in 45 minutes in real time listening to that, that's on you. No, but just don't say 45 minutes to an hour. (laughs) It's such an easy thing. I know, I know. Um, Stupid. um, It it is stupid. I I, I don't like in that sequence how... um, Because it's right. It's difficult because this is where the character writing for Anne Hathaway could be better because she makes some dumb fucking decisions. Yeah. But I know that her character's not making those dumb decisions. Chris Nolan's no. making those dumb decisions for her to do. And John Nolan. And John Nolan. Yeah. Uh, I just wish. I don't know because like when <clears throat> Cooper when it comes back and like Cooper's shouting at her like you wasted all this time like you fucked up. I'm like she has fucked up, but Chris Nolan is the problem here. Yeah, you should be angry like, at Chris Nolan. <laughs> yeah, you should turn down the lens and go. <laughs> and you, Chris. <laughs> Your <laughs> time for your both if tars the robot can fucking cycle through the ocean at such ridiculous speed and pick shit up and seemingly have an have endless compartments yeah why didn't he just go get it why is anyone off the ship The design of that robot makes no fucking sense man no we, we can get to that <laughs> <laughs> what, what what just a big block like who's that helping um Um no, yeah. Um but then that that whole sequence when they when they do get back to the spaceship and then you have the the other astronaut being like, Holy fuck, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, you're alive? Okay, pretty cool scene. But then Mm -hmm. one of my fucking favourite scenes of the movie, just the fucking heartbreak. The and uh, hey, I don't usually like McConaughey. I think he's a bit of a dickhead, but I'll fucking give it to him in this scene, man. Fucking, yeah. he earned that. I don't think he got an Oscar for this scene, but he fucking earns it in this yeah. scene alone. Just the fucking watching his fucking kids grow up and realise he's missed their entire fucking lives. And just the way he's just breaking down, crying yeah. his eyes out watching it. It's, it's such a good scene. It's It's very affecting, and it just, like... <laughs> what i like about this is is these kind of moments are presented so fucking coldly because like yeah. it's science and it's the law like it's 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 that's what it is Facts you went don't down care about planet. your feelings to <laughs> quote your hero yeah my hero obviously as we all know <laughs> no but like it's it there's not a big he doesn't slowly walk over to the monitor and he's like what do you mean it's been 24 years what's going on like he just yeah. goes there watches it and goes this fucking sucks yeah and and it, and it's just presented in such a, like a clean fashion. Um, it's it's just so good. I just I love the moments, just the, the little moments of like, you know, like the bait, like fucking his his son now has a son, has a baby, and then just a yeah. the little wave. McConaughey does. He's not waving to anyone. They can't see him. But it's just a, a nice little a yeah. little wave. And then the fucking the way it transitions from um, oh, I forgot the son's name, whatever. From Casey Affleck to Jessica Chastain. And then he realizes that's Murph. This is what his daughter looks like now, and just yeah. the fucking look of realization on his face, and that hard stare on hers, that harsh, critical um, look from her, um, and 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 as well the way like she's. I think I think this might be a little bit later in the movie. I don't think it's part of the same scene, um, or maybe it is the same scene. Um, but when casey affleck is talking about how like you know we've never gotten a response these messages clearly aren't fucking doing anything they're not going anywhere so maybe maybe we'll just let you go maybe it's just time to to move on so so this is going to be the last one and just the the way like he's watching it and he he doesn't say anything but he just like shakes his head to say no but he doesn't like Mm. physically he doesn't actually say it it's just i don't know it's just a good performance from him it's yeah, it's like he's watching his entire family essentially mourn his loss and move on yeah from him while he's there not a day he's not like a day older. Yeah. And there's and nothing like, he can do to stop it as well. He's yeah. just compl- he's just helpless to watch it unfold. Really. Yeah, it's it's fucked and it does like that's the thing where like Chris Nolan is so good at <clears> these like massive concepts and like where these films always succeed is setting a massive concept as the backdrop and the emotional damage at the forefront yeah like it's why people care about his movies as much as they do yeah um and and yeah and that's that's when it was like tenet is the example of like you drop the ball there because there's nothing for me to grip onto past this is cool to look at yeah um, and it's not and, yeah, cool. yeah, I just it think sucks. in stella it's obviously like it just fires on those kind of emotional um moments that i just realized as well like when he comes back um to see Murph at the end, and he's, like, surrounded by what is his exact, like, his family. It's his, his yeah. family by blood. Yeah, but... And none of them pay him any mind. No. They're just like, who's this cunt? Yeah, and, like, even, like, he's like, oh, you named a station after me, and, like, the sci- the scientists at the station... Are- That's a good moment. I like that. Yeah, and it, but it's just, like, it's, like, the world moved on, man. Like, yeah. you were gone for, yeah. like, a hundred years. You're nothing. Get out of here. Yeah. Your door Weird. is where it's at. Weird old um, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, you—you you are. Mad. He, I tell you what, if he doesn't—if he doesn't look thirty-four, he definitely doesn't look one hundred and twenty. So you got to give him that. No, I'll give him that. That's fair. Yeah, that is um, fair. What else is there? What else gonna say? Um, we, we we spoke briefly about it, but yeah, just someone who fundamentally for me steals the entire show. Um, that little German man with his organ, fucking Hans. <laughs> yeah, he's. Oh. He's the secret source of this movie's success. That docking this sequence, movie, yes. And to, to talk about like sequences which do have my jaw dropping and just mind blowing, it's that docking sequence is so fucking good. And I, and I think it only works because of Hans. Like, yeah, you, you you take out that score, that like visually it looks great, but the reason it's so gripping and engaging is because of that organ going fucking crazy. Yeah, and it's like it's so because the character, like, it's all <clears throat> it feels like Hans brought it home because it's all there, right? It's it's all there, like, with, like the character mm-hmm. dynamics of like man just being fucking selfish and cowardly and like half docking, but mm-hmm. he's just like, I'll take any fucking ch-, even if there's a tiny percent chance that I can make it out of this alive. And like Anne Hathaway and Matthew McConaughey are like, You're fucking it for everyone, dude, stop, yeah. you're gonna die. Yeah, um, it's all there, and then like, if you were to mute it. It's just it loses half of its impact. Yeah. Um, and it yeah just just great great sequence great fucking great way to him. build up the tension with yeah. everything going on with um, with Doctor Man and just the him trying to dock. But then yeah the the real fucking star of that moment is is when it ramps up and he like fuck it I'm I'm doing this I'm just gonna fucking spin my ship like an absolute fucking mad cunt. <laughs> Yeah. And just dock with this. And it's he turns and goes, Tars. It's, it's I'm gonna spin my ship fucking... like a mad cunt. What? He t- he t- I just, I'm just laughing at He turns to Tars and he goes, watch this. I'm gonna spin my ship like a mad cunt, right? Oh, that was worth interrupting me for, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um what was I saying? Um Oh yeah, he he's literally it's literally just a spaceship connecting with another spaceship, like yeah. how's that interesting? On paper, it's not, but because because of the fucking situation, the, the way he has to get it together, and because of that, again, that amazing fucking organ score, um, it works. I I listen to this score often when I'm at work and stuff. It's mm. it's it's just really good. I love it so much. It is it's a very good score and it's very just. Good focus music, isn't it? It's really good focus music. It is, yeah. <laughs> I got to knock some shit out. Let me just put on Hans with his blaring fucking on fire organ. <laughs> um, no, very very good. Is it? There's 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 other set pieces in this that are pretty pretty decent as well. Um, I'm struggling to think of one that matches like the level of. I don't think anything matches is... the the level of the docking sequence. Yeah. Um... Oh shit! Then <laughs> the rest of the movie shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I was curious uh, because I remember watching I've seen this movie a couple of times and I remember the last last time was on a fucking a um a plane from fucking New York to London the way Chris Nolan, Nolan intended, intended <laughs> to be watched
1: <laughs> on a fucking
0: 15 inch monitor on a seat There <laughs> well, there's some fucking baby crying like three fucking seats over and shit like <laughs> This is exactly what Nolan intended. <laughs> um, no, um, but yeah, like I've, I've seen this a couple of times now, and I always, I always remember because obviously it's a Nolan movie. I always remember the IMAX sequences and the the fucking um, the aspect ratio shifting. But I don't know if it was just the version I watched, but that that didn't happen for me. No, I didn't. I didn't have any switching. Where'd you watch it? Uh, I bought it on Apple. Oh, I bought it on Prime. We could have saved ourselves a buck there. <laughs> You, you love buying movies on Prime, don't you? I like Prime. I think it's a better service than Apple. No, Well, no. maybe not a better service. It's the one I'm used to. And I, most of my collection now is on Prime, so I can't change it Yeah, most of mine's on Apple. I see, what I, see. I see the war we're having. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I, I, it didn't do it for me either. I think maybe they just... It, it's possible they just slapped a letterbox over the entire thing. Yeah, maybe. Or was your whole I, thing in IMAX? Uh, no, no, it was the... Um, I don't know what it is. Whatever that aspect ratio is, the letterbox thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I always remember like the co- the corn chase thing. Like when they're chasing the drone, I always remember when they they drive when they turn into the corn when they drive through the corn. The camera just really. I always remember that, but specifically here didn't happen so. Yeah, I don't know. That's another one for our Nolan bingo. We should make yeah. this up. <laughs> Aspect touch. ratio changes, bad female <laughs> characters, um, <laughs> corridor conversations that change. Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine uh, wanking on a page and sound mixing yeah. that is just fucking utterly illegible sometimes. Yes, yeah. The moment where I was talking about earlier was like, um, oh, another great sequence um, where it's literally just fucking... Jessica Chastain just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on before Casey Alfleck comes back and kills his entire family, I guess. Um, just yeah, trying, very strange. <laughs> just trying to like solve, I don't know, everything by just standing in her room. Um, but then when she figures it out and comes down to him. Um, she say something to Affleck, Casey Affleck, but you can't hear what the fuck she's saying because Hans is going ham on that organ. <laughs> do you I think know, sometimes bad Nolan dialogue is just saved because Hans is like, just let me just go over this. Let me. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't maybe. matter here. That's bad. Maybe maybe Hans is just doing us all a favor in the <laughs> in the composing suite. He, he saw the he saw the roars and he was like, oh no. And I need to. I need to do something about. Oh, I need to fix this. <laughs> just, just mid conversation. If there's like a bit of a cringy line, you just suddenly hear a trombone go f- <laughs> over, over whatever it was. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, we we'll talk briefly about the whole, whole like fifth dimensional black hole sequence and all that sort of stuff. Oh, love saves the saves the world kind of thing. Where you at with all that? I'm fine with it. Like, yeah. I used to be more like cynical on it like I remember I remember being like that's interstellar the movie where love apparently saves the world or something like that but like <laughs> that's, that's very you <laughs> it is very me and like but 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 like I was watching it yesterday and I haven't I haven't seen this movie in a good like 7 8 years yeah um and I I I was watching it yesterday and I was just like you know what like they introduce it early enough like mm. the entire movie is has had uh, an element of, like, pessimism versus optimism um, yeah. going throughout it. Um, and there's it, it, it's, there's something interesting. I do think, it, like, Chris Nolan was very keen to make the point that that Matthew McConaughey was the one that was, like, pushing the books off and shit. Because yeah. about eight fucking different times he clarifies, it was me, I was the ghost, I was yeah. the ghost, man. And I'm it like, I, I know, I saw you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I am fine with it. Like, I I don't know if I fully understand it. Oh, completely, n- not a chance, mate. Like, fucking hell, there's so much of the shit there. I don't understand at all. Is it is it like a like the humans from the future that operate beyond four dimensions have created Five a fifth? Dimensions. Yeah, well, they they either way they've created like a fifth dimensional space. They they yeah they've created a fifth dimensional space, which like. Transcends time, I I believe, um, and, and they've they've done that because Coop did this, I think. Like, and Coop... he he et e. phone homes and Hathaway with his hand. Yes, but but I don't, I don't fucking know, man. Look, I'm on Neil deGrasse Tyson. All right, I, I don't yeah, know. it's fair. at the end of the day, <sighs> this this sounds incredibly reductive. But the vibes were there. <laughs> the vibes were there, yeah. And it, I got it. Doesn't, it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's. Yeah. It's not. So, this is fully science fiction as well. Like this is yeah. the fiction part of the science fiction, and that's absolutely fine. It doesn't need to be science reality because that'd be fucking boring. Um, it's 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 completely fine to to get like um a bit fantastical with all this sort of stuff. Um, and 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 I enjoy it. It it does it, it it does. This is where it slips into probably the most like egregious and getting a bit wanky for me. But but mm. it's fine. I still enjoy it. Um, yeah. it's very much like oh, I'm gonna do 2001 but better. But like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, good job, <laughs> good attempts anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you <laughs> quite landed it, but yeah. like, yeah. Like one, and, arguably one of the best films ever made. Yeah. <laughs> And when I say like fucking, there's a lot of stuff that Nolan does which is frankly unnecessary. Like, this is is one of the things that I'm talking about because like if you see the like behind the scenes set of this, like they actually build that whole fucking place, and I'm like, Nolan, like you can use a green screen, man. Like, don't be scared, man. It's yeah, not gonna it, it's... it's not gonna ruin your entire movie to use one green screen. My God, I, I love the joke of like. Like I, I I remember it was like a you know like debussing film those kind of accounts yeah and like sometimes they're annoying and sometimes they are like just quite amusing um, was this the fuck the like nuclear bomb joke or whatever um yeah like the, <laughs> of how it's yeah uh, Chris Nolan um uh, like uh it's it promotes like a fake um promo image of like a featurette of Killian Murphy being like yeah Chris Nolan fried those people. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just so uh. stupid. <laughs> they they do, they do some like really new, dumb shit. Didn't like, like a news story came out like they're doing the nuclear explosion for real in that movie. Yeah, obviously. Like, I think they said they were trying to replicate like a mushroom cloud bomb type yeah. situation, which I get because that would look fucking cool. Do you remember when he bought a plane to crash it and it, like <sighs> added nothing into the movie? Yeah, it was just start, like. <laughs> just he was like can you make a distraction like yeah how about you crash a plane or like anything else could have been fine <laughs> but because it's Nolan it had to be a plane crash that he does that that is home to one of Robert Pattinson's finest line deliveries of all time when he goes um he goes you're gonna crash a plane he goes not from the air that'd be so dramatic <laughs> just, just very Robert Pattinson I would argue that one of Robert Pattinson's finest line deliveries of all time oh, there he goes is- I, don't know, I was going to do a Twilight one, but I, I don't <laughs> couldn't know think Twilight. of one. I don't know Twilight well enough. To do it. That's fair. It was probably "Look at my Volvo." Um, <laughs> Look at my sensible Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. I just remember a, a defussing film tweet once saying, um, "Tomorrow's episode of Succession leaks, and it's like plot details leak, and it's like um, it's like the board meeting takes place at an orgy, and the title of the episode is a suck session." Uh, I was just like. Good. What is this? <laughs> everyone's, this talking, everyone's talking about this show that I don't watch. I'm starting to get FOMO. But good, you should get FOMO because it's the best show on TV. <sighs> we'll see. Um, la- last last thing to discuss. All right, dispass, if you will. Dispass, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, what do you think of? Uh, I like the scene where Michael Caine's like, "Forgive me, it was all a piss take. It was all a bit of a ruse." Ah, uh, yeah. And he does a bit of poetry or whatever. He does a bit of poetry, and she's like, just "Hurry mm. up and die! I have loads of stuff to do now." Yeah, I, I did like that scene. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, I've I'll, always been I'll... of the opinion that Michael Caine isn't the f- isn't as good of an actor as everyone makes out. He is in his like in, in this character is in his aging moments. He's quite convincingly. He's good. He's good at, I like I like the age. I like it when it's like twenty years later or whatever, and he looks the exact same, but he's just a bit more frail. Um, yeah. He looks a bit gaunt. I think. I think he's got like a. I mean, he's an old man to begin with. Yeah, he looks the exact same. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> it's, it's like Michael Kane like 20 years of pastness. Oh, it's still Michael Kane but now he just talks a bit more slowly. And Hathaway's <laughs> like, "It's been 20 years. Is my dad still alive?" And everyone's like, "Somehow." <laughs> like Michael Kane yeah. pre them leaving for the mission is like, "Let's talk about this fucking mission." And then Michael Kane yeah. 20 years later is like, "Let's talk." about this fucking mission it's the same <laughs> but it's just a little bit slower let's talk about <coughs> this fucking mission <laughs> do not go gentle eat to that good night that's i'll be honest that's the last thing i'd want to hear if i'm going out I'd, I'd be listening to like the moana soundtrack or something i wouldn't be i wouldn't want to put on a slow poem from michael kane i like that poem though i like i like what it says i like the the idea of it comes it comes up in in um, in doctor who at some point as well which i always enjoy but yeah i like i like the idea of go out with a bang fuck it I don't know, I like it. This is your favorite Nolan, you said. This is easily, the I've not seen them all. I've not seen um, fucking Hugh Jackman's a wizard and he's a clone or whatever. But I haven't seen wizard. Oh no, is there clones in wizard fight or oh, something? I've spoiled. I've spoiled. Nathan. <laughs> oh no. I mean, it came out like ten fucking years ago. it's, yeah, my fault. it's very old at this point. <laughs> but Can um, you do a caravan of garbage on it? Or was that before your time? I think it might have been before. I don't recall ever working on that. Okay. Maybe. Who knows? Well, there we go. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, well, sorry for spoiling it, but... <laughs> That's okay. Hugh Jackman's a clone. Hugh Jackman's a clone. Or is is Hugh Jackman the clone, or is Christian Bale the clone? I don't know. Someone's well, Don't a clone. tell me now. No, Don't clarify no, this No, someone's spoiler. a clone and someone's a twin. Oh, I see. Yeah. And Michael Caine's in name. Maybe he's oh, a Oh, there's guy. a shock, yeah. Um anyway. He's a clone of all the other roles he's played because he's not a great actor. Christopher Nolan's The Clone Wars. I've not seen that. Um yeah. I've not seen I think that's it. Memento's good, I enjoy Memento. Memento's um, good. Inception is whatever. Um uh, I like I, I like the idea, I've, I, this is a note that I kind of had for this, but I think it's more applicable to Inception, where I think Chris Nolan is brilliant at posing great questions, but he's not as good of a writer as to answer them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's some good stuff in Inception, I just think it it kind of falls flat, really. Um, again, Hans kills it though in Inception. Yeah. Um, Dark Knight Trilogy, we've done episodes on that, you go back and listen, they're fine. Um, well, I say they're fine. The Dark Knight is very good. Batman Begins is pretty okay, and The Dark Knight Rises is bad. Um, what else did he do? Uh, he's done Uh, Tenet, Dunkirk. Uh Dunkirk is. Pff, I don't like Dunkirk to be honest. I like Dunkirk's my number one. Oh, really? I like Dunkirk. I, I like that it just goes, we don't have a plot. It's just good direction and set pieces for the entire movie. You love movies thing. without plots, don't you? <laughs> I do. You love bad movies without plots. <laughs> I do. <laughs> They're not bad, but I do love them. It's 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 what Tenet should have been if he was going to go for a, an unemotional situation. He should have just chosen an interesting setting and gone, what if I just told some disconnected stories that all tie together at the end in a neat way and I direct the fucking hell out of them? Tenet I is bad because <laughs> <laughs> Full stop <laughs> Tenet is oh tenet's not good man. Tenet oh, I don't I really don't like Tenet. And and Tenet is uh, Tenet pours salt in the wound because like It it came out, like, just after we were coming out of first lockdown as well. Oh, yeah. And everyone had, like, oh, movies were back. Let's go. Let's go see a movie. And, like, the only thing on was Tenet. Um, So we all went and saw Tenet. And I was, like, I hadn't been to the cinema in, like, fucking almost a year at some point, which for me now is, like, my dream. But back then I was, like, oh, no, I miss the movies. Yeah. Um, I have a theory that Tenet, your viewing experience of Tenet after a cinema hiatus, is what killed your enthusiasm for going maybe, to the Maybe, maybe Tenet is the reason I have no, no, no. Even look at the timeline. I'm right. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I was excited to go back to the movies, and then the f- one idea that like I went and saw Tenet, and I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I'm fine without these things, actually. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll just stay home. Thanks. I, I like Tenet. I, th- I think Tenet's f- Tenet's good. It just it just lacks an emotional component. It could have slapped so hard if they just wrote the characters more interestingly. Like the and you don't even need like a fucking like a, a big emotional thing. But like if they lean more on the uh, John David Washington and um, Robert Pattinson are like actually really good mates, and that gets revealed in like a memento backwards in time kind of situation. Yeah. Like that could have been really interesting, but it's not. <laughs> so at the end he goes, We've been good friends all along and and John David Washington and we collectively go, Have we? And then the movie ends. I think that that sequence where is it Robin Patterson or John David Washington? I don't know. One of them is fighting themselves, but they're having like a backwards fight or whatever. I think yeah. that looks fucking laughable. Nah, that's great. Are you serious? I've, yeah, I, I remember laughing in the cinema at that because <laughs> of how how bad it looked. I think. But when you say badly, like because one of them, it looks goofy because one of them's going backwards. That's in time, what I'm saying. You. It looks goofy. It looks dumb. I think it's it's well done. You might not it's, like it, it's but it's like choreography wise, it's it's really well handled. It, for me, because it's goofy and dumb, it just removes the whole tension of the fight. There's no there's no Fair. tension or drama to it because I'm I'm just laughing at this guy running backwards or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. It it's like like when you you put a clip of yourself doing something dumb in iMovie and you reverse the speed and it's like huh, I look silly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I get what you're saying. So th- yeah, this list lands at number one for you. This is this is the this is number one for me. This is my favorite Nolan movie. It's probably my second favorite Nolan movie. Yeah. Mm. Then we'll see what we'll see what Oppenheimer does. We will. Well, not me. One ticket for Barbie, please. <laughs> Everyone does. Everyone's acting like they're at war. I'm just gonna see both. <laughs> On me, you got to pick a side, Lawrence. Oh, is it? Is it what one you watch first? Yes, exactly. And me, I'm Team Barbie. Uh, we have a podcast where we talk about Doctor Who, Nathan. What's all that about? It's about all about Doctor Who, Lawrence, as you just said. It's um, oh, called one. "Still Got Legs." It's a clever little play on um, one of Matt Smith's first lines as he embraced the role of Doctor Who, uh, because we try and see if this silly little show does indeed still have legs. Spoiler alert. It does. It's good. Um, we are just about to start our second season of that show. Um, there's no break in between seasons, so it doesn't really matter, to be honest. But, <laughs> hey, it's how the episodes are formatted and listed. So it's a big deal for us, I guess. <laughs> um, and I mean, it means we're talking about a new season of the show or whatever. So there we go. Um, you can find that on any... Where you get your podcasts, just type in Still Got Legs or go to our Twitter at Still Got Legs Pod and you'll find a link there. It's good. Come and join in on the fun. Indeed. And if you had fun here listening to this podcast, you can join us next week uh, as new episodes of this podcast go up every Friday at 10 a.m. Next week, we're going to be having a lot of fun discussing uh, this, which I will now play a clip. Being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight. You also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. Wahoo. It's it's not not Mario. Mario. (laughs) It's not Mario. That That was was just me doing a blanket general (laughs) acknowledgement that the clip was over. I have not seen Mario, nor will I. I hear it's bad. But I tell you what, will this change your mind? And I'm going to ask you this live on air. I received a text from one Ben from Canada that says... Please allow me to come on the, well, along these lines, please allow me to come on the podcast to discuss Mario. I said there's no plans to currently do Mario, but I'm sure I'll ask. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, I'll, I'll watch Mario when I can stream Mario. Okay. Okay. You, hear, you heard it here first, Ben. Yeah. When no one's talking about Mario, we'll <laughs> be the first in on the conversation. As is the another happy pod way. No, Nathan, as is your way. <laughs> And this podcast way because this is my by podcast. extension. Yes, uh, give us a little follow. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok uh, at another happy. No, not stops. No, we're not. We're on Twitter. We're on <laughs> yeah. Twitter at another happy pod. Um, go and subscribe to my YouTube channel, or I'll beat you up. And that's something else. Look, say. here's the thing. I you got the one plug out of me, okay, for the YouTube channel. And it's cheeky to ask for two. I understand. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's not that. Um, look, it, happy to support you alright, if you if you want to do more video essays, more than happy to, to throw you a plug on our podcast um, <laughs> cheers man, it's also my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on my podcast so gracious of you to allow me to use my own platform <laughs> we'll see who gets the ad money um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, happy to throw you a bone there but look, all I'm saying is, you did a video on Aftersun You did a video on um, Donald Gleeson travels in time and has a wife or whatever, all right? Both of those episodes we've done podcasts on, okay? (laughs) And at no point in either of those videos, like, you know, maybe towards the end when you're wrapping up, do you say, if you enjoyed this, I actually talked about this at length on my podcast, Another Happy Pod, which you can find at the link in the description. That's all I'm saying, man. Just a little fucking thing at the end. I, I promise, next one. And if I don't, then you can publicly lambast me. Well, if you don't, I'll just never mention your endeavours again. All right, fair enough. All right, I, I respect it. Mm. I apologise. Mm. Admittedly, how funny would it be at the end of my praising after sun video if I went and go check out an episode where we get really angry at each other and basically just have an argument that we edited and put online? God, I hate that episode. <laughs> don't. don't listen uh, to it if you haven't, it's bad. Yeah, it's it's not it's not one of our finest. We it, we just couldn't find a common ground on it at all. No, we just yell at each other for an hour, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. Essentially, it's it's a repeat on Top Gun Maverick. Although at least in Top Gun Maverick, you could understand where I was coming from to a degree. Yeah, After Sun still baffles me. <laughs> That's fair. Right. Well, thanks for a uh, Thanks. Thanks for listening. Uh, it's been a wild ride and we'll see you next week. Can can you play the thing music please? No, I can't Lawrence because you need to tell them how they can rate and review the show if they want to first of all. Listen up you sons of fucks, uh, if you want <laughs> <review> to the- <laughs> review this if you want to review this episode and this to podcast start in general off a segment where you're asking people to leave a review, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> uh give us a little review, give us um whatever you I'm sure your podcast platform of choice has some sort of review system. It would mean an awful lot to us if you could Give it the uh, the top option uh, if you've enjoyed this. If you haven't, you can still give it the top option um, because, you know, why, why try and discredit us? I'm sure there are other people out there. It may not have been your cup of tea and that's fine, but don't punish us for being cool and being groovy and bringing the people content. Um, that's what I'll say. Have fun living your life. <laughs> Until next week. Have fun. Um, <laughs> <I> can- <laughs> it truly is. Eight in the morning. It's now ten. It is though. What the fuck? It is ten as well. I was gonna say, and now I guess I am saying, have fun. A kiss on the bum. Good night. (laughs) Very inappropriate.